Hello, hello. This is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this is Q&A podcast number 32, and I am joined by my beautiful wife. I was just enjoying watching her suntanning in my balcony while I was doing some very boring work on my computer. How are you doing, babe? Oh, I just feel like a thirst trap. You just feel like a thirst trap? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a thirst trap. You're my thirst exactly, trap. Exactly, that's what I mean. Most certainly, my, my private one. Mm-hmm. And also, perhaps the thirst trap for our old, our elderly neighbor guy. Who, <laughs> you know, hopefully, hopefully he wasn't peeking at you too much while you were sunbathing there in topless. my hammock. Right, topless. Oh, geez, don't, don't thirst trap. <laughs> The old guys in the neighborhood, please. No, I don't. I only thirst trap you. Okay, so today we have got three questions. A a nice variety in the questions today. And I am at the moment on, actually on phenylparacetam. On 200 milligrams of phenylparacetam, my... HRV coherence score is in between 2.8 and 3.5, although it just dropped. Uh Uh-oh, that's not good. So you all can look forward to a biohacker review from me on phenylparacetam. And just a few things I need to mention real quick before we get into these three questions. So you all may have not heard from me recently on this podcast feed. And that is because I have been singularly focused on working on a new book. And that is going to be coming out very soon. The book is going to be entitled Don't Stick Your Dick in a Blender. And that is set for release on Amazon.com on September 21st. And I would, if you're a single guy or if you're a a guy who's uh, dating, I would urge you to go and pick up that book. And I, that book is going to delve really deeply into everything about how to apply some really smart life hacks for filtering so that you filter a really great woman into your life and so that you filter dangerous women right out of your life. So you all are going to, at the least, at the very least, want to go and check out the book cover that I had done for that because the book cover is really beautiful. I was, the graphic design will, I contend, blow your socks all the way off. What do you think of the book cover? The book cover is just mind-blowing, John. Right. Sock. Sock and mind-blowing. Exactly. Okay. And I also need to clarify. So what you're going to hear in this podcast and what you'll find on my website is not medical advice. I'm not a doctor. I'm just an experienced, unlicensed, self-experimenter practicing free speech in talking about my own extensive experiences and my interpretations of published science. And you are definitely going to want to see 
the guide, How to Biohack Smart and Safe. And I will link to that on the show notes for this podcast that you'll find linked below wherever you are listening to this podcast. And so please do check that out. And you should definitely consult with a doctor or a professional about any serious decisions that you're making with your biohacking and ideally get a second, ideally get a third opinion on whatever the doctor tells you. But never check things up on Google. Never. Yeah, that can be a... Detrimental. That can be kind of a terrifying experience because you end up on websites like Medline.com and what is the other one? WebMD. And these websites, contrary to what you might think, they are owned by advertising agencies. They, they're not owned by people genuinely concerned with your health. They're owned by people that are interested in doing marketing campaigns. And so that's why these websites will, they'll always just give you whatever is the standard line from Big Pharma. And that's typically going to be something like, oh, is your elbow a little bit sore? Well, it means you, you're going to die. You've got cancer and you should book yourself for some chemotherapy. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Immediately. So exactly that's what I mean. So as you're doing your your research, you know, it's it's a complicated matter. And I would suggest that that anyone listening to this, if there's some some health issues, if there's some anti-aging things, if there's some life hacking mindset type challenges that you have, I'd urge you to go and check out a form that I have, a uh, biohacking consultation form on my website. And this is a form that frankly, it'll take you about 15, 20 minutes to fill out. And that's because it gets real granular on asking you a bunch of different questions about kind of like what your health is and what your goals are in life. And then when you fill that out, you do, of course, you get a copy of it. And honestly, filling the, the very task of filling that form out may help you to kind of narrow down what you are doing and narrow down what you want to focus on at this, you know, in this, this intersection of like your health and then like what your goals are for your life for the next year. And of course, this form, it comes into me and then I get to look at the form and see if it's someone who I think I might be able to help by having a accountability relationship with them. So for example, it was just last week I was talking to a very charming guy in Canada and he was a he was an inventor he did some really interesting things with electricity and gravitation i i, I don't know he was working on uh, inventing a the the hoverboard or something something like that it was it was over my head frankly but he was having issues with his with his short term memory and what he needed was he needed a bit of he he had an idea of what he needed to do to supplement and empower his 
his short-term working memory so that he could just focus on doing the important work that he had in front of him. He, he had an idea of what he needed to do, but he wasn't consistent enough with it. And so I got on Skype with him for an hour and we figured out kind of an action plan for biohacking his short-term memory and also kind of the, the interplay between short-term and uh, long-term memory. We came up with an action plan for him and then we came up with kind of like a lean life coaching arrangement where I'm going to keep him accountable to doing the things that he kind of knows he should be doing, but that he hasn't been doing so that he can have a, a sharp, a short-term and long-term memory as possible and get done the important things that he needs to get done in the world. And so if that's something that you think you might benefit from, if you're kind of one of these people that you have an idea of what you should be doing to like take everything to the next level, but you are failing with some of the consistency, that's okay, babe. Notifications, they happen to the, the best of us <laughs> and the worst of us during podcasts. As long as you mute, mute your phone in an effort to never let it happen again, never again, then it's okay. Yes, it's okay. Yes, it's yes, forgivable. Yes. If you're a person that you think you could, you have an idea of what you know you should be doing, but you don't quite do it with enough consistency, you could probably really benefit from having someone in your life that you were just accountable to. And it's a really bad idea for your friends, family, colleagues, and roommates to be these people putting that kind of obligation on your friends, family, colleagues, uh, friends with benefits, um, you know, people you're dating, boyfriends, girlfriends, etc. That's a really bad idea. That never works out. You want to have a professional, you want to have some kind of third party person that you are accountable to, to do the things that you know you should be doing to stay focused on what's really important. So I would say I'll link to that form and I do urge you to go fill it out and I'll try to give you as frank a feedback as possible. Even if me and you can't get on Skype and work together, I will, I will respond to you and I will give you some, some frank and original insight to that. Let's dive into the questions, babe. Okay. So the first one comes from Sean via email what do you think of these products drnatura.com and newscience.com okay let me respond to that first yep. so i checked out both of these brands i checked out their websites and then i looked them up on trustpilot.com and i could find no indicators of credibility companies that are doing business they should have some reviews on trustpilot.com. They should have some reviews on their own websites. And I couldn't find, I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find, I looked up even one of the distributors of, I think, newscience.com. I couldn't find any reviews of them. I couldn't find any certificate of analysis on their website. So these ones, these two companies are lacking in the basic credibility indicators that I would look for. So he says, 
I'm on the computer 12 hours a day and my PC has Wi-Fi, so I think the beanie helps. I also step outside in the grass barefoot to ground out any residual electric charge. Okay, so let's address that. So this is the beanie he's talking about, which is the... Take a look at this. It's the Levere, Levere, Levere men, men's, women's brain jacket, RF cap, uh-huh. RF tower battery, smart meter, 5G, Wi-Fi shielded, isolation headset, can reduce healthy for $89 on, a, on Amazon.com. Okay, so I don't think this is necessary. And first of all, I'll point out a couple of obvious things. It has one review on Amazon.com, so it's not very popular on Amazon.com. And the one person who reviewed it said that it does block RF, but it's so small that it will not fit an adult's head. Um, maybe a baby's head? So, yeah, so some basic things. If if a product only has a single review on Amazon.com, it's not very credible. And I did also Google search this company, LeFear, <laughs> and they only appear on Amazon. So they do have a little video where they show an RF meter and they show a cell phone taking a call inside of the beanie, and then they show the RF field uh, scan decreasing from the RF meter, so it might work, but this company is presenting no evidence, and they don't even have a frickin' website. So I, I would just say, if someone's trying to sell you something for $89, they should have a website. So I definitely wouldn't buy this thing. However, a lot of people might be wondering about, about these RF blocking or these EMF blocking items of clothing. And these are a thing. A lot of people out there are going to say, this sounds kind of gimmicky. Like they're going to say, So some people out there are not going to even believe that RF or EMF fields are a danger. And to those people, I suggest that they read or listen to the podcast book review that I did of EMF'd by Dr. Mercola, because the evidence is is actually quite strong that RF fields and EMFs are a problem uh, that they can cause things like a, there was a $30 million 10-year study that discovered that about two hours of cell phone usage a month did put you into a higher risk of brain glioma, which is a very serious brain cancer. So there's definitely like some evidence for this. It's not just a crazy conspiracy thing. I am, however, kind of suspicious of some of these clothing makers, <laughs> like people that are charging $89 for for beanies to block EMFs. And Dr. Mercola is really, I think, the top expert in the world on EMF science and on how it can impact our health. 
And in his book, he recommends lessemf.com. And so this is a a brand, uh, an e-commerce website that seems to be totally committed. It's, they seem to be all about the EMF protection. They sell Faraday cages, you know, which is what I want to lock you up in. Mm-hmm. This is this is my my fantasy for my my sex slave to just handcuff <laughs> her with the furry handcuffs to the the bars of the EMF cage and then have my way with her. <laughs> But uh, I'm not. Sexy. I'm not. I'm not quite ready to get a, a Faraday cage imported into Bulgaria. They may give us some funny looks there at the imports office mm-hmm. when we go down there to pick to pick that up. So, Doctor Mercola, who is the top expert on this, he recommends LessEMF.com, and he, as far as I can tell, he doesn't even have like an affiliate link to less EMF. I'm not seeing a commercial affiliation between him, between him and them. So I think that lessemf.com is probably the most credible source of EMF blocking stuff. So I would recommend, I would go to them if you want to get an EMF blocking beanie and their EMF blocking beanies are only $50. So you can save yourself 40 bucks right there alone. So I would suggest checking that out. LessEMF.com, they have a whole lot more evidence on their website for what they are offering. And in fact, they are the ones that offer the the EMF blocking burkas. Really? Yes. So if we ever decide to convert to Islam... I don't think it will happen, John. Don't worry. You know, it's, if I ever feel like I need to, you know, get angry with you and beat you with, uh, you know, just with my two fingers, with, with a little stick that's no wider than my two fingers together, we'll have to convert to Islam. And then you'll have to, I'll, I, you know, I want you to be healthy. So I'm going to have you wear the EMF blocking burqa. I don't think course. it will ever happen, John. Don't worry. Okay. Well, I'm just saying hypothetically. Hypothetically, I'll in make sure. In another life. I'll make sure that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In another life. It in might la, happen in another life. In la vida proxima. Mm-hmm. So, in this life, I don't think you have anything to worry about. Yeah. Okay. However, to Sean here, mm-hmm. I would recommend instead of doing an EMF blocking beanie, I still see that as a little bit gimmicky, and I even cross-referenced Dr. Mercola's website, who has done a ton of research on this topic. He doesn't even talk about wearing EMF-blocking clothing, so I would suggest instead use supplementing niacin or NMN, nicotinamide mononucleotide, and these are the epigenetic vitamins that feed your body a little bit of extra NAD plus so that your, so that your system, your PARP system, which is your DNA repair system, they feed your DNA repair system a bit more fuel so that it can go around and fix the damage that gets done inevitably as a result of all the EMFs that we are exposed to. And so, and then the other thing is you want to turn off your Wi-Fi at night. If you're really paranoid about Wi-Fi, then get rid of your Wi-Fi and just plug your PC into your Ethernet 
cable. Anyways, <laughs> that's my, uh, that's my thoughts on the, uh, EMF protection hacks. I do hope that, uh, Sean stays in touch with us and lets us, lets us know what he, what he, what he decides to do about it. And he might want to read Dr. Mercola's book. Yes. Yeah. You read his book and you're quite fascinated by it. Okay, go ahead with the rest of this question, babe. Okay. So, your YouTube channel was awesome. I'm sorry to hear it's no longer available. I wanted to hear more about your time in Colombia. I'm currently chatting with a lovely Latina and potential girlfriend in Colombia that I recently met online. I have been on latinamericancupid.com chatting with some beautiful Latinas in Colombia. I had a girlfriend in Mexico City a few years ago. I speak un poco español. Before the pandemic, I was planning to go to Colombia and Thailand to meet some lovely ladies and find a long-term relationship, but it's not looking good right now with the state of the world. Mm. So he'd probably also want to read my book, Don't Stick Your Dick in a Blender, because I have... One of the best chapters of the book is probably one of is 15,000 words that I did specifically on this topic of dating and marrying. And he does mention here long term relationships. So he's maybe thinking about marriage a bit. I, so I did a 15,000, no, 14,000 word topic going really deep on this and explaining how to do it without wasting a ton of your time, without wasting a bunch of your money and without getting scammed. Because the, I, I would say it's probably the majority of the guys that try to date either Colombian or Thai women, they end up getting scammed pretty badly either by either by Colombian or Thai women themselves or by these different middleman companies or these different uh agency services if you're if you're if you if you've been curious about Colombian women and Thai women i'm sure that you have came across encountered on the internet some of these agency websites, you know, if you Google search Colombian women, Thai women, th these agency websites are going to come up. And these are just about guaranteed scams. These are just a huge waste of time and money. So please don't mess around with those. However, Sean was also talking about chit-chatting with a girl online. And he was saying latinamericancupid.com. This is a website that I never used personally when I lived in Colombia and was doing a lot of dating. But I know that this website is a bit more legitimate than the matchmaking services, which are pretty much just rank scams. There's a bit of hope of a genuine relationship arising out of uh, out of talking with someone on latinamericancupid.com, but there's a really big issue with this, which is that if you met her 
via a website like this, then she is still going to be on a website like this. And you're going to, you're an American guy, I presume. You're going to travel to Colombia or to Thailand. And you're going to meet these girls that you've been chit-chatting with for months and months and months. And then you'll probably have a bit of a relationship with them. You know, maybe you'll go out on some dates. Maybe you'll seal the deal. Maybe you'll have a nice little fling there in the, in their country. But you said that the important thing was you would like to find a long-term relationship. I mean, if you, like, if you just wanted to get laid, I don't know, uh, there's there's a lot more direct ways of doing that than chatting with girls for months and months and months on websites and then traveling thousands and thousands of miles to That's their true. country. So he's interested in a long-term relationship. And the problem is he's going to go to those countries and then his visa only gives him three months, six months maximum in those countries. And then he's going to have to leave those countries. And... Those, the, he's, the, the girls that he meets via LatinAmericanCupid.com or ThaiCupid.com or, or whatever website. Mm-hmm. As soon as you leave, those girls are going to be right back on these websites because there's going to be, maybe these girls like dating foreigners. Maybe they like, uh, gringos or what do they call them in, in Thailand? Farang? Farang? I think. I think that's how you say like like white guy in Thailand. Really, we should ask. I I forget. I forget. I'm, I might not be correct about that. I've never been to Thailand, but there's going to be these girls that enjoy that they enjoy dating Western guys or or American guys and or guys in general because you know they themselves are guys. <laughs> that's going to be a bit more of an issue in. Thailand than it will be in Colombia. <laughs> but the, yeah, the problem is these, uh, these women, unless women have a, your ring on their finger and your last name, they're about as loyal. They're, you can trust them as about as far as you can throw them, especially in those kinds of countries. And so, yeah, if you're meeting girls online, you spend months and months and months talking to them, and then you spend thousands of dollars flying thousands of miles to meet them, and then you might have a great little relationship with them for a month, two months, maybe even the whole three months that you get. But then eventually you have to leave their country, and then those girls are just going to go right back to LatinAmericanCupid.com, yeah, where, yeah. where they have a free membership you do not have a free membership on on that website, but their temptation to return to those websites is going to be irresistible for them. But John, they might just fall in love with him and start crying their hearts out when he leaves. They'll do that for about two minutes, and then they'll then they'll reinstall the LatinAmericanCupid.com app on on the smartphone that he buys them. What if they cry every single night? Every night in my (laughs) dreams, I see you. True love. I hear you shine. (laughs) I definitely would let some other guy 
buy a drink for you, for me, at a bar. And bang me. Right, okay, okay. And bang me Okay, okay, let's... Okay, let's stop singing and making fun <laughs> of this poor guy. So this guy should definitely read my book or at least listen to the two-hour podcast that we did on uh, dating and having successful long-term relationships with the uh, beautiful exotic women that can be found in countries like Colombia and Thailand because there's just there's so many ways that you can just waste your time and get scammed doing the the online dating thing. So I do hope that you read my book and then stay in touch. Let me know how the the dating abroad goes for you. And if you ever go to Thailand, make sure you can make the difference between a female and a female. Yep. Something about the, the Adam's apple. The Adam's apple is, is where you need to be observant. I hear. There's I no know. way to biohack an Adam's apple. I have heard that she males can be hotter than females. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, lady oh. boys can be much hotter than normal females. Okay. Next, next question, babe. Comes from Derek on Facebook. Hello, mm. Derek. Yo, what are you using on your hair? Think I'm trying to regrow mine and stop thinning. I did Rogaine and it worked, but when I stopped using it at all, it all reverted back to its old ways. Man, let me tell you, he has great genes from his mom. Yes, this is my old friend Derek and... You know, Derek, I, I didn't want to say anything, bro, but I, I have been noticing that the photos from the photos you're posting on Facebook that your your hair is, uh, it seems to be bidding you bon voyage. <laughs> bon voyage? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so there's a couple of different hair hacks. I think the number one hair hack I'd recommend is the red light. You want to get a red light therapy device that's going to project infrared and near infrared red light, which is a, there's four medicinal wavelengths of red light that stimulate the mitochondria, which stimulates hair growth. And so you get a red light therapy device. They cost, I think, about $270 from endalldisease.com. That's who we got ours from. And that, it's a little bit spendy. It's a little bit spendy. I realize Rogaine's cheaper than that. But that medicinal wavelength of light will regrow your hair. And it serves a dual purpose of kind of being like a nootropic. So I would do meditation, 15 minutes of meditation. I'd lie down, do my breathing, my blue sky protocol, while I was shining the infrared and the red light directly on my head. And I would place the red light directly on the crown of my skull. So it's going like directly into my scalp, into my skull, into my brain. And so I would get a, uh, a stress, an anxiolytic stress relieving effect from the meditation. And then I'd also get 
a uh, mitochondrial empowering effect from the red light. And people can take a look at some of my photos from about a week ago when I had just an insane amount of hair. And I have, I, I don't have any, I didn't have any gray hair either. My, when I was younger. That's not true. Did I have gray hair? Yeah. I did? You still do. But I have a whole lot less gray hair than when I was younger. Oh, really? Yeah. When I was a younger dude, I I had actually, when, like when I was like 27, 28, I had like a pretty decent amount of gray hair. You do and now, now, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Okay. It was a whole lot more noticeable to me. But, you know, gray hair, it just it just makes me look like a more more reserved more distinguished look. So I think that's pretty okay. But yeah, so you want to kind of pursue two avenues for really great hair, which is mitochondrial empowerment, which I think the red light is best for that. That's the most direct therapy. And then stress management. And so meditation is really good for stress management. And then there's also ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is an adaptogenic herb that is a really smart idea to take if you want to have more lustrous hair. It modulates your cortisol levels down. And there's a correlation between cortisol, which is your stress hormone, and your hair. So if you can anything that you can do to manage stress. So uh, better sleep, getting a massage, making love more often, doing meditation, um, getting meditation? exercise, making love during meditation. During meditation? <laughs> well, that's that's what we do. Sort of, sort of, sort of. That's what we do. Sort of. So all that stress management stuff will help with your hair quality. And I, if you're looking for, okay, if you're looking for a high-end solution and a low-end solution, the high-end solution is the red light, which is, it's 260 bucks, but it's a red light therapy device that will last you about 10 years. And then the lower-end solution is high-quality ashwagandha. And so ashwagandha is a supplement that you take. You want to get quality ashwagandha. I'll link to that. I'll link to that on the show notes for this podcast. And the ashwagandha is going to end up being maybe 20, 20, 30 bucks for high quality, high quality stuff. And that will help with your sleep quality. It will help with your stress. And after you use it for a couple of months, you will notice a difference in the, uh, in the quality and the volume and the lustrousness and the youthfulness of your hair. What's the next question, babe? Oh, and I also want to add that nothing will help you better than having great genes. I'm not sure about that. Oh, yes. That's Gargano's opinion. Yes, just look at his mom, Derek. Just look at her hair. (laughs) I think my mom has blessed me with a bit of my amazing hair, but... Exactly. And also, oh, also, no shampoo. You got to give up shampoo, gentlemen. <laughs> I I talk about this in my recent book five years ago. It was about five years ago. The uh, pickup artist, Roosh V, recommended that men give up shampoo. And I thought, I should try that. And I did it. I gave up shampoo and I never looked back. My hair smells fine. And my hair is in uh, better shape, better shape than ever. I think shampoo is just 
I think that's just the the cosmetics industry selling a product meant for women to men just because they can. So give up the shampoo for a month and then ask uh, random strangers to smell your hair. Ask them if your hair smells good after you've been off the shampoo for for a month. And if your hair still smells good, if it still smells fine, then why why use shampoo? Well, that really depends on your diet. If you have clean diet, that's more likely. But if you eat junk food, your hair is going to smell gross. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. I believe that. that Even without shampoo, John. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that, pro- that probably makes sense. Okay, third question. And of course the G's, that's, that's very important. Okay, the third question comes from Dr. Wack via biohacking form. Other details about your biohacking goals or challenges? Do you suffer from any chronic illness or conditions? Low thyroid, take nature thyroid med and... Okay, so this is a really witty guy that sent me a couple of very funny, funny emails. Uh, and he had sent in the biohacking form that I mentioned earlier. And there was a couple of things on that form that I wanted to talk to him about. But the natu- the, the low thyroid, that popped out to me. And I thought I'd just address it in a podcast here. So something interesting. I've been reading this book, The Plant Paradox by Dr. Gundry. And I wanted to quote some of the book. This is talking about phthalates. 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 Have you ever heard of those before? No. Okay. They also permanently attach to the thyroid hormone receptors on cells, blocking the real thyroid hormone from delivering its message. Think of a plane blocking the jetway you want to use. So, if you are tired and fat and your hair is thinning, you are eating whole grain and you are eating whole grain foods and boneless, skinless chicken breast, and your doctor assures you that your thyroid level, your thyroid hormone levels are normal. So you can't be hypothyroid. Think again. You may be making thyroid hormone, but it can't get into the gate and the plane and off the plane to talk to each of your cells because phthalates are blocking the way. These phthalate-laden healthy foods are some of the very items you may be omitting or severely restricting on the Plant Paradox program. So this is a book, I'm in the middle of reading it right now, and I will publish a deep dive book review on it. But one of the interesting points that it makes is that a lot of the, okay, whole grain bread and uh, chicken, a lot of uh, chickens, are typically if you're if you're eating chicken breast 
unless it's like really expensive free range chickens and they show you a little picture of like the chickens living out in their field, you know, being happy chickens out there in nature, um, as opposed to being, you know, stuffed up in one of those god awful chicken concentration camp setups. If it's, if it's a factory farmed chicken, then it's going to contain these phthalates. And so these phthalates are a, I believe they are a lectin. They're either a lectin or a toxin that mimics the thyroid hormones. And so what'll happen is your thyroid, people will, will, will be diagnosed with these thyroid dysfunctions and they'll say, Oh, I'm low thyroid. And then they'll try a bunch of different things to fix their thyroid function. But actually the problem is, is the, the whole grains that they're getting either from, either from whole brain, whole grain bread that they think is healthy or that they're getting commonly from a chicken that they're, that they're eating, which is, uh, which is, which is fed, not the ideal thing for chickens to eat, which is like, which is like bugs. <laughs> um, they're going to be getting these phthalates that are blocking the thyroid hormone. And then they're going to have all these different thyroid problems. And so they're going to want to look into the plant paradox program. They should check out this book or at least check out the book review that I will do of the book when I finish it here in a couple of weeks. And this can be a game changer for people with thyroid issues. And then I was just going to mention that for thyroid things, you want to increase iodine because thyroid issues are often downstream from, th from iodine deficiency. So you'd want to look at supplementing bladderac or something like Irish sea moss, which contain a lot of iodine. And those will, as you get those iodine levels pushed up, then your thyroid is going to be able to make the hormones that, that it needs. So you'd want to take a look at, at both of those things if you're having uh, thyroid issues. So those are the questions that we got today. As always, yeah. I look forward to a continued conversation with you.